Hi, I'm Mike Butler. And I'm Mike Field. And this is Forgotten Cinema Showcase on John McTiernan Films. This is a spotlight. This is a Forgotten Cinema Spotlight on John McTiernan Films. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of started and I was like, I wasn't ready. I was like, what? Oh, I can start it again. No, that's fine. That's fine. John McTiernan, born January 8th, 1951. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we did the movie Last Action Hero and John McTiernan directed that. So we wanted to kind of talk about John McTiernan Films because most of his movies I really like. I don't know about you. There are not a lot of movies that he directed. He's not like as a, he's not prolific. Well, you know but, why he's not prolific anymore, right? Uh, uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what his first film was? His first film that he directed was Nomad. Yeah, I actually want to watch that. It's a horror. It's a horror movie with Pierce Brosnan. I've heard of it. But I watched I've never the, seen it. I watched the trailer. Did it look good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But after that, he does. So this is a string of three movies he did in a row. Just to kind of give you an idea of, you know, if you don't know who John McTiernan is, I'm sure you do. Mm-hmm. Predator, 1987. Die Hard, 1988. And then The Hunt for October in 1990. So it's like right off the bat, he had three films and he was going to be doing, he was going to direct Patriot Games. Oh, was he? And then Alec Baldwin backed out. So then he was like, all right, fine. I'm going to go do Medicine Man with Sean Connery. It's like, why did you back out? <laughs> I, I only want to work with Alec Baldwin. I don't want to work with this Harrison Ford guy. What uh, has he ever done? He's a bum. <laughs> but yeah, so he backed out. So so we would have had a McTiernan in Patriot Games and I was just like, oh, uh, I don't know. He just, his action is just, is good. I mean, for lack of a better word, <laughs> like he just like, I know everyone's like, oh, Die Hard is arguably the best action film of all time. But it's like, that's has a lot to do with John McTiernan. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he took a plot. No one believed in this movie. Right. It's why they put Bruce Willis in it because they just didn't really care. They yeah. didn't want him in the movie. Right. Um, which shame on you. Really. <laughs> he became Bruce Willis because of this movie. Yeah. But so a lot of it hinges on Bruce Willis and John McTiernan and his ability to shoot action, his ability to shoot gunfights in a way that is is fun and engaging. And I think that that's something that a lot of directors can't do very well. Um, there is definitely a, a skill set in terms of being an action director that people you're right. Right. Some people just can't do. Because well, especially with gunfights, you know, John Wick not aside where they're always together and do a right. gun foo basically um <laughs> gun foo these guys are you know in separate rooms or you know 40 yeah. feet across they're not the action is not in their choreography in terms of their fight it's in how he cuts it and how he shoots it mm-hmm. and that's that's the big part of of gunplay scenes and i think that pretty much he created the like we talked about last action hero and the way it spoofs everything he created that kind of action right in a way um and obviously richard donner with Lethal weapon as well. I, you know, what's funny is as soon as you were talking about that, and you started talking about John Wick, and then I kept thinking about the state of action films now compared to the state of action films back then. Mm-hmm. And action films now, and I like action films now. A lot of it is a lot more hand to hand stuff. Mm-hmm. Born movies, the John Wick movies, John Wick even movies. James Bond now. And I like the hand of hand stuff. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy that. I can't remember the Chris Hemsworth one that he did. Uh, Extraction. Extraction. Yeah. I like it. It's fine. But it's, we, we don't have, I mean, I can't think of a movie now that makes me think of an older, like an early nineties action film. You know, the gunfights, the gun battles. Well, because they don't, because they don't do no one anymore. knows how to direct it well. Anymore. Yeah. Well, I, I would say this. Antoine Fuqua could do it. Yes. He uh, could do it. Although he comes from a, the early 2000s, kind of like the segue out of that. Right. I think like he still has some of that 
you know, nineties action yeah. director in him. Yeah. For sure. But like even like the like the Mission Impossible movies, uh, they have some of that, but not all of it. Cause they, cause even the best scene in the last Mission Impossible is when they fight in the bathroom. Yep. You know what I mean? So but that's still got the hand to hand stuff. But yeah, no, I don't there isn't a lot of just that style of nineties action films. And and yeah, I kinda I kinda miss car that. Chases, yeah. yeah. And I think I think when you think of those movies, and I just listed off those three, but he also did Die with a Vengeance. You know, talking about Diary John McTiernan. John McTiernan yeah. is kind of like the staple or the 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 symbol, if you will, of those style films. Um, and I kind of miss the fact that we don't have them anymore. Oh, sure. But I think a lot of that has to do with McTiernan's, he cuts, you get somebody firing their entire clip out, and then you cut to the next guy doing the same thing, or you follow the bullet, and you don't necessarily just cut, cut, cut to different angles, which I think is works for hand-to-hand combat to accentuate the speed and the, the violence at which they are fighting hand-to-hand, mm-hmm. but also kind of cheats if an actor can actually do the moves oh you're talking but, about with the quick cuts yeah yeah but yeah. i don't think while quick cuts might work in like the born obviously paul greengrass and born supremacy and then when he really perfected it in ultimatum mm-hmm. really is what that's all born out of that mm-hmm. but i think that when you do that with gunplay which die hard predator last action hero Die Hard with a vengeance terminator 2 um even kind of true lies mm-hmm. Those quick cuts make it very confusing when you have muzzle flashes, you have bullets going off, you have people hiding behind cover yeah. and your, your people are at separate rooms. You can't get that kind of visceral feel from the quick cuts. You just get confused. Yeah. And I feel like directors today use quick cuts to kind of hide low budgets, hide inexperienced actors, hide bad choreography and, and, and hide bad storytelling. Well, they equate it with style and, and that, that's that, that's the style. Yeah, no, I agree. That's a style that I do not like. I like right. stuff playing with that within the scene. I mean, everyone crafts all over cutthroat Island and that's fine. You can, but cutthroat Island has stuff where it's just like, it's a big wide shot and all I'm doing is watching everyone fight. And I'm like, I like that. Like, I want to see that. I want to see the stunt work. Exactly. Yeah. James Cameron is somebody that kind of like could do it as well. I was going to, I forgot about him. When here's I was the thing though, but here's the thing. Like he's doing obviously, you know, the 45 uh, avatars. avatars. It's like, I want another true lies type movie. I don't want, I don't need another avatar. I'm, I, that's fine. I'm sure it'll be great. And that's fine. But right. like, I, that's not what I want. I want like a true lies movie again. That's what I want. I want oh, that for sure. action movie. You'll never get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see the McTiernan movie basic with John Travolta? Yeah. I'm not a huge fan. Uh, I really like basic. But then I saw it when it came out. So I was in high school. So yeah. I might appreciate it more as an adult. I did not like his rollerball remake. I thought uh, rollerball was okay. Not the remake. No. And that, no? I don't know if that has that. That's not really. A McTiernan thing. I think that's more just like, you know, uh, the people that are in it, like Chris Klein. Oh, it's not a good movie. I think it's a good, bad movie. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. That's that's fair. But it's not like I watched that movie. I'm just like, yeah, McTiernan. I don't think that. I think Dara with a Vengeance. Right. You want it to be. I didn't know it was John McTiernan until we started looking up this. And I'm like, he did Rollerball. Really? So I remember watching Rollerball (laughs) and watching it on TV and going. I could watch this. Not that we want to get into, <laughs> but also not that we want to get into uh, stuff that's not about movies. But you know, the reason why you don't see John McTiernan anymore is because he got in trouble with the law with FBI because he he was part of the uh, Anthony Pelicano investigation where he hired him. He's a he's a private investigator. He hired because he was investigating one of the producers on Rollerball and he got mm. himself in trouble and he got sentenced to federal prison. He got four months instead of federal prison. Had a plea. Just he's just he was in some trouble. He got into some kind of legal issues. And and I don't know if he's necessarily just he's 70 years old now. So I mean let's let's also throw that out there. Right. I don't know if he's just kind of like 
not want to do movies or he, uh, people don't want to work with him. He's got a film coming out with uh, Travis Fimmel and Oma Thurman. Are you talking about the Tau State of That's yeah. in I got that's in pre-production still. Yeah, it's been in pre-production for a while. Yeah, that, I mean, that, here's the thing. I I don't know any of the backstory in terms of why he maybe has not done anything. And who knows? Because mm -hmm. I could be, you know, I don't know. So I don't know. But I mean, I still miss not seeing his movie. I still miss seeing his movies. You know what I mean? Oh, like, sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Because his movies are, I, every time he was doing a movie, I was always like, okay, this is going to at least be an action film that I'm going to enjoy. Like I was at yeah. least going, I knew that I wasn't going in and there was a chance I was going to see crap. I'm, you know, crossing <laughs> off rollerball off that list. But he was going to, he was offered to direct Jason Goes to Hell. And he said no. That would have been an interesting horror film. He was a candidate. Well, he did Nomads, but it's yeah. true. He was a candidate to do Batman Forever, but he was too busy doing Die Hard with a Vengeance. That would have been cool. That would have been <laughs> really cool. Uh, I do know he had some issues on, um, or there were some issues on the set of The 13th Warrior mm -hmm. in terms of rewrites and reshoots. He was actually kicked out and Michael Crichton redirected half the movie. Um, so, I mean, I like The 13th Warrior. It's not perfect and it is a little slow, mm -hmm. but it is interesting and it is close-ish to Michael Crichton's book, which I'm, I believe from what I read previously is mostly Michael Crichton's doing because they watched the final edit of the film and went, we are redoing this movie. <laughs> um, and even the movie, obviously the movie is based on the book Eaters of the Dead, mm -hmm. but it's interesting that that's a movie that's not gunfights, it's hand-to-hand -hand combat and he got fired from it. Maybe, maybe he's just, man, maybe you're right. He was, uh, he was also, he spent two years developing a Robin Hood movie for 20th Century Fox. I see that. Executive producer Robin Hood, 1991. But he, so he yeah. was, he would, but then uh, they canceled it because Prince of Thieves came out and we went into production. So they canceled it. So like he spent two years building a movie and then they were like, oh crap, something else is coming out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that must happen a lot. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I know that there's like, obviously, you know, whenever a real life incident happens, like I, even now I'm. I think one of them by now when this episode is released has come out, but the whole GameStop, um, GameStop oh, right. stock thing, the, yeah, there the are two competing yeah. films about that or miniseries about that right now in production yeah, yeah, from yeah. two different companies. Cause whenever something reels out, they're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's beat each other to the punch. Yeah. And then but, I know Dante's but, Peak and Volcano were competing. Right. Right. Um, but ended up with two different release dates and they're two very different movies. Of course. Yeah. But a lot of the times I mean, that happens you know, more well, often the, than you the think. And Armageddon it's like, and Deep Impact. Yep. Yeah, but no, it, yeah, it's. I think there could just, be two Robin Hood movies. I th I, yeah, I think you get basically in Hollywood, like a script sells and like, oh, where's ours? We got to get our asteroid one. And, yeah. Oh, we got this. It's yeah, it's so ridiculous. But regardless, we're talking about McCarran. So, I, I, I mean, I don't think a lot of people who listen to us have not seen a John McTiernan movie. I mean, no, but I think that they don't know it's McTiernan. Do you, I think a lot of people will probably not know that. The Hunt for October is McTiernan. Or The Thomas Crown Affair is McTiernan. That I had totally forgotten about. You know, I, I'm in The Thomas Crown Affair. Yes, you are. <laughs> I, I don't even know. <laughs> Tell him where you are, Fields. Uh, so me and my buddy Kevin, uh, who unfortunately passed away a while back, uh, we went into the city to, to we were in front of, uh, I don't know if we're in front of MoMA or we were in front of, no, I think we were in front of the... Uh, the regular museum. I don't know. We're, we're, the we're Museum of Natural History. Yeah, yeah, the think, regular yeah, museum. The regular museum. You know that one. So we basically were like in a group of like, it was probably like a hundred of us. And we're just basically, our thing was walking up to this hot dog guy and getting a hot dog. That was the thing. <laughs> and while we were doing that, uh, Pierce Brosnan was getting out of his car to go into the museum. Like this was like when he puts the bowler hat and all that stuff. And like they had a huge camera, huge ball that came down, uh, would, was coming straight down onto the cab and then it would get him leaving 
the cab. And that was the shot. That was, that was the shot. And we had to do, we were there for like three hours or four hours, just <laughs> walking up to this thing. And like, they can't hear us. So we're just all talking. We're just all like, Hey, whatever, blah, 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 and whatever. <laughs> and I just, there's like the, the hot dog guy, the guy that was the hot dog guy. Well, this old woman was yelling at him. This is legit. This old woman's yelling at him. He's yelling at her. They're like, okay, move to one action. And they're like still yelling at each other. And we're walking, we're doing the scene back and forth, back and forth. I, so that was it. And then I left now and Kevin went back the next day because uh, I just couldn't do it the next day. And he was, I never seen him, but he said he was in the scene where Rosin's walking down. Everyone's got the bowler hat on and they're walking all, everyone's walking with the same outfit. And yeah. Kevin's in that, but I never seen him. So with the I, outfit? I don't remember. I don't remember, right. if he, but I know he he might have, but I don't remember seeing him. So I, uh, he, I'm not saying he, he's not lying, but it's right. just like, I don't know if they used the shot. Gotcha. So that's my Thomas Crown Affair story. So yes, I'm in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I have worked with Matuna. I don't, I, let I, me I've, tell I've you worked, yeah, let me, uh, it was, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know where he was. I kept looking. I kind of like, where's everybody? Who are, like, all I saw was the camera. I saw some of the crew. I'm like, I don't see anybody else. Like, was that even Pierce Brosnan? I don't even know. Probably second unit. <laughs> that's how far back I was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't think people understand he did that. Uh, you know, he got offered to do Die Hard 2. He said no. Uh, so I'm wondering how different of a movie that would have been. But he came back for Die with a Vengeance, which I enjoy. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would think that the Humphrey October and maybe Thomas Crown are people, ones that movies don't realize that he did. Or Basic, right. too. But then I don't think maybe they realize Basic's basic. a very different movie, yeah. Because yeah. Basic's not even really action. No, it's got some action elements, but it's more about a mystery. It's more about Travolta solving what's going on. Yeah, it's a... Section uh, 8 and all that. <laughs> it's a military kind of drama yeah yeah connie nielsen's in that as well it's i like it i like that movie i did i it didn't do it obviously it didn't make back his budget but i i always enjoyed that film the samuel jackson's in them as well mm -hmm. and i always felt that that movie almost set up like another movie after that but they never really got but into like the it. same characters yeah yeah so i mean i don't know if you have anything else to add but I mean, I think unfortunately he doesn't have his a, a lot of credits, right? But he's made some incredible, influential films. I mean, Predator is amazing, and the whole action in Predator—you're fighting against a character you don't even see, right? It's all about these this group of action heroes. It's almost like an Expendables, yep, uh, going up against nothing, and yet it's exciting, and you want to watch it. The Predator doesn't appear until the very end, for the most part. Mm -hmm. Although he's there invisibly killing people, but. It's just all about these guns being fired into bushes and yeah. you still watch it and you still love it. And it's, it's filled with such macho bullshit, but it's filmed in uh, such a way that it's, it's entirely rewatchable. It's entirely quotable. It's entirely exciting. Um, and a little tense. It's, it's not really horror, but he's able to, and maybe that's why he got it coming off of nomads probably is, and how it's a great segue from that horror into action element, because it really is a, an action horror in, in a way that most people don't succeed. Predator succeeds and alien succeeds. And I think John McTiernan, because of his experience with both really succeeds. Well, if, if they didn't have much faith in Die Hard and they gave it to him, they probably had the same was probably true for Predator. And they're like, yeah, go ahead, whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't really like that. Well, I got this guy. He did Predator. Yeah. He's kind of still, he hasn't done a lot, but he did Predator, so maybe he can make this work. Yeah. I think our main point in, in kind of having a spotlight on John McTiernan was that if you're going to talk about 90s films and 90s action films, late 80s, early 90s action films, you you can't do it without talking about John McTiernan because he's he had, like I said, that stretch of three movies, Predator, Die Hard, and Hunt for October, are classics. Are classics of that of that decade. He is one of the, the two decades. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't not talk about him when you talk about these style movies, right? And 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 obviously, Last Action Hero, which we covered on the main show, uh, is 
making fun of all that stuff. So he is almost the perfect director for exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. So I was about to say, yeah, yeah, he's the perfect choice for last action hero because he gets to take the piss out of himself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what we appreciate. And, you know, I know that when we talk about last action hero, we talk about how it didn't, he kind of like hit the failure of it. The box office kind of affected him, but he came right back and died with a vengeance. And that movie made $366 million off of a $90 million budget. So right then and there, you know, he was back. That movie also awesome. <laughs> Agreed. All right. So, I mean, that's all I got, but you know, check out John McTiernan, check out his movies, check out the early nineties actions like we love. Um, you can also check out forgotten cinema. I'm going to do it now, but Ooh, nice. do you know where to go? Uh, forgotten cinema podcast.com. Yeah. <laughs> you can also reach us on all the socials, socials on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Although I try to just be on Instagram. Mostly it's me. You're talking to me. You're not talking to Butler because he has an aversion to doing anything that's other than just recording. That's right. Calling you out. <laughs> oh, he's, he's crying <laughs> but that's it um you know so join us for our next episode uh, and join, you know take a listen to anything else you've got any suggestions in terms of maybe if you want us to do a spotlight on somebody or another actor or performer or director or writer or i don't know if you want to talk about anything we're, mm. we're, we're up for that we like to do the try to do these short episodes i don't even know how short this one is right now it's pretty short cool and that's it uh mike that's all i got that's all i got awesome so until next time I'm Mike Butler. And I'm Mike Field. And this has been a Forgotten Cinema Showcase. Spotlight. Spotlight. John McTiernan. John McTiernan. Nice job. I'm always there to help you out. I've called a showcase twice now in our files. I know. But it's always, we called the Denzel Washington one Spotlight. I know. All right. Showcase is fun. No, I messed up. That's it. We just uh, hum our own music themes now. We don't even have to. We're going to put the music in. <laughs>